When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this edition of Peak to the Pit. I am Allie Peak here with TJ Pittinger. We uh, are not broadcasting from our houses today. I well, you are. I am broadcasting from my hospital bed um, <laughs> here in Tampa. But all is well, and we have a crazy college football weekend to talk about. Yeah, so a little bit different setup. We started at a kitchen table. Then last week, I actually the girls were watching something last week, so. I uh, I recorded from my bedroom, but yeah, this time th- this one probably takes the cake. So you had a you had a pretty big life event happen this week before before we get going. So why don't you tell everybody what what's going on? I did. My uh, twin baby girls decided to surprise us several weeks early on Wednesday, and um, so now I now I have four children. Yeah, um, they are adorable. And the videos and, and everything of the older girls meeting them are super cute. And I can't wait to come over this week and see them. But they are so, so cute. They are so tiny. They're four pounds, six ounces right now. They lost a couple ounces uh, after birth. But they're adorable and super cute. And hopefully all of us will get to go home tomorrow and life will start to go back to normal. Yeah, I got to admire your uh, dedication here. I kept... Kara was asking me, like, are, are you sure she's going to do one? And I'm like, I've given her several outs to not do this podcast this week. I could, you know, no big deal. And so. Well, to be fair, I've watched more college football this weekend than normal because I haven't <laughs> had five-year-olds climbing all over me and I've been confined to a hospital bed. So it actually is like the perfect weekend to do a podcast. <laughs> Bored at the hospital, can't sleep, ready to go home. So might as well jump on here and talk about football. Um, exactly. Have you had any, I mean, you're the mom, so this is probably a dumb question, but have you had any trouble telling them apart or no? No, not yet, but I do feel like they really resemble each other. And so I am a little bit scared. Um, I'm hoping like, I don't know, at some point somebody gets a freckle or there's something that makes it easy, but currently there's hospital bans. Um, and that definitely makes it easy, but we're going to have to work on this. There's one was a couple ounces bigger at birth than the other. And so I feel like it makes her face look a little bit different. Um, but that's not always going to be the case. So we're going to have to work on this. 
So, well, very cute, very cool. But like you said, yeah, ton of a ton of college football this weekend. So where do you want to start? Well, let's start at the big dog, LSU, Alabama. We, you know, we talked a lot about this game last week. And um, I told you I hate picking against Nick Saban, but I felt like if there was a time for LSU to do it, this was it. And damn, LSU is good. Really good. Yeah, like I think that, you know, I mean, we'll we'll get into kind of a national outlook soon, but I think the national championship game, you know, right now as everything stands is is LSU Ohio State. And yeah. I know that I know that there are other teams kind of in there and making noise and, and Clemson fans will get fake disrespected and upset that, that they're not kind of included in that. But man, those two teams just look incredible. Um you know, going into Tuscaloosa and winning a game like that is just so impressive. I mean, we knew that it would be more offensive, you know, sure than a, ever before. A lot more scoring. They kept referencing that nine six game during the yeah broadcast. the game I, of the century. I, I don't know if you could if you had the hospital remote turned up or not, but they kept referencing that nine six game. And I'm just like that that wasn't even this isn't even close. Like right. you don't even need to bring that up. Um, it's a hell of a lot more fun when it's high scoring, honestly. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and Bama kept coming back, you know, like they, I mean, Bama just kind of lived on the big play, right? Like their two touchdowns in the yeah. first half were the big play, the touch, their last touchdown, which, which cut it to a one score game was another just huge bomb pass. Um, but LSU looked the better team all night. Like Bama fought back, but LSU, I thought LSU dominated the game more sure. than the score was indicative of. You know, Bama gets a punt Wasn't return it? touchdown and two bomb touchdowns, but without those, man, they, I mean, it's a blowout. The first half of that game, I literally was watching it, going, "Holy cow! Florida played LSU better than Bama did." And that, I, mean, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily say that by the time the game is over, although I would say it's pretty close. But first half of that game, that was all I kept thinking. Yeah, in. The end of the first half really, really turned because I thought I thought that Bama had a chance to get the ball back and go and score. I mean, I didn't think it. Bama got the ball back with a chance they to had. go score right. at the end of the first half, and they didn't. And then LSU scored again to go up two scores. And then did, did they get the ball back really quick again? Did they go up three scores yes. at the half? And yes. so it, it was like a 21-point swing. Like, um, well. And, you know, the thing that stood out to me, too, is that, like, I felt like Bama kept shooting themselves in the foot, which it's not that we haven't seen Bama lose a time or two over the last several years, but I feel like Bama never loses because they don't execute well. In the times that we've seen them lose, it has been because they're playing a team that is every bit as talented as them, and it's just a hell of a football game. But I was watching that thinking, like, oh, my gosh, they are making so many mental mistakes, and that is so not indicative of a, of a saving coach team. How, I mean, Tua didn't feel like 100%, right? Did you see his body language on the sidelines? I don't know if I'm the only person that this bothered or not, but he seemed, I, I, I mean, and I know he's not 100%, but like that is not the, the team leader that I picture when I think of Tua when they kept showing him sitting on the sidelines with that towel over his head. I mean, it's just, like you said, the entire night from the fact that they didn't play any defense to the body language there to the mistakes they made, 
I mean, it just didn't look like a Nick Saban coach team. Now, LSU's really, really good. So LSU sure. would probably really do that to a lot of teams, right? Like Florida's defense has been pretty good all year. And LSU just kind of like sliced it up. So, sure. you know, LSU is a good team. So a great team. You know, a great probably team. The, yes, I mean, not a good team, a great team. They're the best team in the country. Yeah. So, I mean, but that just doesn't usually happen to Alabama. Sure. Right? Like, great teams play Alabama all the time and usually lose. So, um, right. but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I just kept kind of kept thinking like, man, it, the score wasn't working out correctly, but I was just kind of hoping there was a way it could go to overtime. Like it was just one of those games right. that you're watching that you don't really care who wins, but you just want it to keep going. Yeah. Like, why does this have to end? I mean, like, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I do think LSU Ohio state would be a ton of fun, but I mean, I, We'll get into this, I'm sure, when we start to talk the playoff and stuff like that. But how how do people not want a rematch of, of that? Are you well, a, are you a fan is, of rematches or no? Like, would you want to see? Yeah, would you in not the right want to see scenario, that again? Well, you and I talked about this. Like, it had to be a certain type of game for two SEC teams to get in. This was the type of game it had to be for two SEC teams to get in. And I, you know, I know you said we'll talk about the playoff picture down the road, but I think when you think about the best teams that we've seen, just eye test. Obviously, LSU, Ohio State, and Alabama. And I honestly feel like there's been a giant gap before you get to Clemson. And I know that. One, Clemson's the reigning national champs. Two, we haven't seen them play anybody, and I'm not saying that that's their fault. They're playing in the conference that they, you know, are a member of. That's not on them. But I just feel like there's such a step down between those three, and I feel like it would be a disservice to the college football world if we didn't have those three in the playoffs at this moment anyway. Yeah, I agree. I mean, unless some weird, crazy things happen, and we can talk about the playoff now and talk about – the other games later, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, you know, I, I will say that I believe Clemson, I mean, Clemson has blown out every team they've played sure. except sure. for UNC, right? Like in, and if UNC right. gets a two point conversion, they win that game. And then we're probably not having this conversation because I don't think they have enough to get in. We're not. Right. So, I mean, Clemson and the only other game that was close was Texas A&M, but that was 24 to three with like two minutes to go. And, and, and it was also A&M. the first game of the season, which I feel yeah. like does matter. And A&M scored really late to, to make it two scores and, and right. still get blown out. But, um, you know, I mean, Clemson's definitely in like, nobody's going to jump them if they, if they no. went out. Um, right. No, but, they're not getting, they're not going to get left out. But, I mean, I'd love to see Clemson – I don't think it would happen. But, I mean, I'd love to see Clemson-LSU. Like, I think that would be a fun matchup, you know. I, I don't – I kind of think LSU would kill them. I think LSU – Although, to be fair, LSU may kill anybody that they play this year. It is astounding how well their offense has adapted and changed over just the course of one season. The thing that worries me with LSU is, and Clemson's defense isn't any good either, but, I mean, they're not bad. I take that back. Uh, LSU's defense is is what worries me there, right? Like, you just, they're in a shootout with everybody. Um, but, they're, but they can hang. Yeah. Oh, they can hang in more than that. Like, they can just beat people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I can't wait for... I mean, I think the I think the SEC championship game is going to be fun. I mean, I think LSU probably ends up pulling away late, 
and wins yeah. by 14 to 17. But I think that'll be a good game. Um, I think that... I think it depends I on think, what Georgia team shows up because it could be a great game. It could easily be a bloodbath, though, with LSU killing Georgia. It just depends on what Georgia team we see. My gut tends to lean on the fact that Georgia seems to show up for the games that on matter big games, and, right. and not show up you know, as well on the games that you know, they can kind of just overlook, right? Right, which, right. which I don't think they can, right? Like, they've got uh, Auburn and A&M to finish out the year, and then obviously sure. play Georgia Tech, they'll beat the hell out of them. But um, but I, I think that, yeah, I think Georgia will play well for a half, maybe three quarters, and then just not be able to keep up with, with I mean, I don't think Fromm can out-duel uh, Burrow. But I do think it'd be a fun right. game. And then when we get to the playoff, you know, whatever four teams get in, um, probably the four that are sitting in the top four spots right now, right? Like I, I, right. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see and I predict they will, you know, so we record this on Sunday night, obviously Um, the, the, the playoff show isn't until Tuesday, but it'll be very interesting to see if the playoff committee has the same four teams, which I think they will. Like, I think they will be the same. I think they will be, you know, the only thing that may be changed is Al- is LSU, Ohio State, but I think I'd still have LSU there um, at number one with that win. Um, and then I think it really is going to come down to when – so number seven, Minnesota plays Ohio State. So the the winner of that will just be in. Um, right. Which we could talk about Minnesota here in a second. But then I think it will be really interesting to see what they do with the number – six and seven teams, Oregon and Utah. You know, we've talked about this. I think Alabama's better on a head to head. I think Alabama sure. will beat them. But do they well, give that do they give that any weight? We still have a nine and O Baylor team too. And I mean I don't think Baylor is undefeated at the end of the season, but you gotta give some credence to the fact that they're sitting there at nine and zero. Yeah. So if they if they are undefeated, I mean, they've got to get in. You know, they'll be right. 13-0 at that point. Right. You've got well, to I mean, that's the same Bama. as saying, like, would we not have put a 13-0 Oklahoma team in? Of course we would. Yeah. So Baylor has to get the same respect. And won't they beat Oklahoma twice if they're undefeated? I believe so because the conference championship and do they play in the regular season? Yeah. I believe they, they do. Yeah. Okay. Um. They play this weekend, then they play Texas, and then they play Kansas. So they, they should they should beat Kansas. But if they win those two, well, would they play Oklahoma again? Because Oklahoma didn't have two conference losses. So I don't know. I don't they just yeah, play the top two teams. But, I mean um, they will play in a conference championship game though, if yeah. they're undefeated still. And so I mean, what if I mean, who knows? Like I I just don't see as much room for chaos because Ohio State's not losing a game unless it's to Minnesota, in my opinion. I don't think they lose to Michigan. I don't think they lose another one. So I just think the winner of Minnesota-Ohio State is in. Um, right. I don't think Clemson so wait, do loses. Ohio, Ohio State and Penn State play, right? Is that this weekend? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was talking about um, you Which, know, I mean, that, that game that looks was less exciting now after what happened this past weekend. But it's still I mean, a top 10, you know, two versus nine. Yeah. Um, and Penn State winning that game means they go to the Big Ten, Big Ten Championship. Right. You know, 
maybe. I mean, yeah, they they would just need so much to happen. But again, yeah. I, you know, Clemson's not going to lose. Um, I don't think LSU loses. I'm just praying loses. for Will Muschamp to beat Clemson at the end of the season. I think that would be hilarious. It, it might save his job. It would save his job, which might kill South Carolina fans. But uh, I just think it would be hilarious. I mean, um, in general, Clemson's probably not losing outside of, you know, something really screwy happening. But, uh, you know, and you got to think, so Alabama and uh, LSU have interesting matchups left because, um, so Alabama has to play Auburn. Uh, LSU still has to play um, Georgia, right? Or no, they wouldn't play Georgia till the championship. Georgia has Auburn, Alabama, and Texas A&M left, Right. Georgia doesn't have Bama. or no Auburn. Auburn does. Excuse me. Auburn has Auburn has Georgia. Auburn has A&M. Alabama and A and M. Right. Okay, so it's Auburn that has the crazy SEC schedule left. Um, actually, Auburn already played A and M, so Auburn just has Georgia. Is, I swear, Auburn has three hard games. Let me check this out real quick here. It's like we have this magical thing in front of us that'll tell us. Uh, these schedules. All right. So Georgia has Auburn welcomes Georgia this weekend. Then they play okay. Samford and then they, okay. Play and then they play Alabama. Okay. So, so they so have two, Georgia and Alabama. So okay. Samford's not typically tough unless your team resides in Tallahassee and then you need like a comeback win in the fourth quarter. Right. And, and right. So I don't know if that one's going to be tough on them, but it was on us. So last year. So we'll see. Um, gotcha. I don't think you caught much of this one, but we we mentioned it a couple of times. I think everybody expected Minnesota to to come out and just get boat raced at home. Speaking of rowing the boat, um, and just not be as good of a team as they were. And they they outclassed Penn State. It wasn't even close. Like they were yeah. way better. Um, I didn't get to watch much, but you're right. We talked last week about how PJ Flex signed his contract extension the week before this game so that this game didn't screw it up for him when in reality maybe his agent should have waited a week because he could have gotten more money this is definitely not the way we saw it going yeah so i don't know i think i think you look at minnesota's schedule and i think everybody had them losing um this weekend right Right, and for sure. Probably one or two more. So they play Iowa coming up. Which Iowa is a well-coached team, and that's, that is and definitely they, not a gimme. And they're ranked, and it's on the road, uh-huh. and it's going to be cold. It's 4 o'clock, so it's going to finish under the lights. Um, if they can win that one, then they play Northwestern. I mean, they, 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 they should be no excuses to lose to Northwestern. And then they finish off the year with Wisconsin at home. So it, it is in Minnesota. Right. I really think if they can get by Iowa this week, they're going to go undefeated. I mean, obviously, anything yeah. can happen. But a worst case scenario, if they beat Iowa this week, their worst case scenario is eleven and one. You know, right? Like it's just a fantastic year for them. Um, and if they go to that Big Ten championship, I do think Ohio State's more talented. I think Ohio State's the second best team in the country right now. Um, maybe the best. You know, I, I I don't know. It's hard to quantify those things, but you know, top two team in the country, 
but it sure would be fun to see Minnesota at 12 and 0 and Ohio State at 12 and 0. The championship yeah. weekend could be just phenomenal. Some phenomenal you know, games. You know, the the Big 12 is going to be great. Um the Pac-12 is going to be two top 10 teams. The SEC is going to be two top 10 teams. The Big 10 is going to be like two top five-ish teams. And then the ACC will be just Clemson killing somebody. But um, right. all of the championship man. games will, will be awesome. The ACC – or I'm sorry, the AAC will be a matchup of two teams not named UCF. Um, right. So, so it will be a great be a game. Fun one. Um, but yeah, so champion. I, you know, I'm not trying to rush through the rest of college football. I think they're really good games. Yes, please weekend. don't. We only have three weeks left. Three weeks. Do you get into the Army Navy game? Um, I watch it because I am not prepared for college football to be over with. But I wouldn't say I get into it. I feel like I get excited for it, and then start watching it fall asleep and wake up sure. for the finish every year. Like wake up for the last sure. seven or eight minutes. And I'm like, man, this was perfect. I timed this so well. My um, last college football regular season nap. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Moms don't get those TJ. I don't know what that's like. So maybe it's different for you guys. Cause you guys have twins and, and your girls are older or double twins now. Um, but Karen and I will like barter with each other. Like we'll wake up, like Elena will wake up in the morning and we'll hear her crying. And Carol, usually this is the way it goes, but sometimes it flips. But she, she'll she look at me and say, will you please just go get her and I'll let you take a nap later today. And so like I'm a morning person. So I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go do it. And so right. we, we like barter naps. Like if you'll go get her now, I will put her down later and you can take like a 30-minute nap during the football game or whatever. I'm like, yes. So, well, when you have multiple children, that doesn't happen. It doesn't because quite work like that. When you, when you start out the gate with two, you're man on man. Um, we will be moving to zone now as soon as we go home tomorrow, which means even less chance of naps at all. But uh, my husband is a morning person, though. So there are definitely times where he has gotten up. And when we say, like, he has gotten up, I follow, like, 15 minutes later. But he uh, he is definitely a morning person. And thankfully, we thrive on no sleep because neither one of us ever get it. Um, yeah. So, and now so, I guess you'll just never sleep again at this point. Right. Essentially, I will just survive with no sleep at all. Um, but getting back to college football, on Saturday, we have a freaking awesome slate of games. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I mean, Alabama, Mississippi State's not particularly exciting, but Florida, Missouri starts off at noon, which Missouri's given Florida problems the last couple of years, and we still have to talk about the Gator game, which we will. Um, but uh, Wisconsin, Nebraska is also noon. Michigan, Michigan State is noon. Um, Kansas, Oklahoma state, which I actually kind of feel like should be interesting because I feel like Kansas play tough teams that they probably shouldn't. Um, Navy, Notre Dame, another good one. Uh, Ohio state has Rutgers. So I'm sure that will be another like hundred to zero. 73 um, to 14. They won last week. Like, that that's is just, insane. That's right? Too much. I remember what is the highest you ever remember Florida scoring? Um, I want to say 71 points when Steve Spurrier was the coach. Yeah. So we played Idaho. We played Idaho Jameis's year. And I think he was done at halftime. And this, like our second string 
was still that much better. We beat Idaho right. 80 to 14. Um, wow. Which is just, I think we ran back a pick like as time was, like it was just so embarrassingly bad. Yeah. Um, Trying not to get those last few points, but what are you going to put your walk-ons right, out there and then tell them not to score? Yeah, your third string linebacker picks up a, picks off a pass. You're going to tell them to take a knee, you know, like <laughs> right. this is moment in, in glory. Yeah. You know? Um, the one down he's going to play his college career, let him have it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be much resistance, but Clemson finally plays a ranked team in, in Wake Forest. I was Forest. just going to say, Clemson's biggest game of the year. Yeah, so I think A&M may have been ranked. No, nah, it would have been right around there. A&M may have been uh, ranked. A&M was like ranked that. when they played. When yeah. they played, they were ranked. Yeah. So... We kind of see that was probably fool's gold. They they probably shouldn't sure. have been. But so Wake is Wake is a better team than A and M. I would I would say. I mean, it's probably close, but uh, you know, I think Wake's you know just as good and definitely playing as well or better than A and M is. But um, it'd be a little bit of a test for for Clemson, maybe. I mean, I it'll let us know if lose. there's anything that could test them that they will see before the playoffs. It's the old. I think it's the, I it's mean, the it, only I, thing. Yeah, like I know that it'd be cool if South Carolina could upset them, but I mean, right. I, and when I say that, any, I'm saying that as a rivalry, not because I actually think that right. there's you know a chance it's going to happen. Yeah. So, I think that'll be one to watch. That'll be kind of interesting. Georgia Auburn, you know, another as a good fan, one. Big big War Eagle fan this weekend, hoping that they can pull that upset. I would assume. Yes, but I mean, so if, if let's say that happens, right? I think that a lot of Gator fans were thinking potentially Missouri could give Georgia some trouble this weekend because Missouri, you know, really historically since joining the SEC has given Georgia and Florida fits, especially when they shouldn't have, but they didn't this past weekend. So I almost feel like if Auburn does and then Georgia smacks around Texas A&M, is that more like demoralizing to Gator fans because you're so close or is it better for Georgia to just, you know, walk into the SEC championship having crushed their opponents? I, I, I don't know. I'll be too, I think I'll be rooting for Auburn, but that's a tough one. Uh, but that should be a great game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Georgia has such a great offensive line. Auburn has such a good defensive line. That'll be an interesting matchup to pay attention to. Yeah, we talked about Minnesota, Iowa. I think that one will be really, really good. I think I'm cheering for Minnesota. You know, like, I am too. I, Heck I, yeah! How can you not cheer for uh, them right now? Uh, and then we talked about that Big Twelve matchup, Oklahoma Baylor. Like, I think that one will be really, really good. Seven thirty. Hey, so we're talking about all these games, right? Like, they're all going to be. I mean, there's just a ton of great matchups. I feel like there have been less weeks this year where there was just like crap on TV, like just terrible games. Yeah. Like there just haven't there, right. been, there's like one or two good games every week and you know, your team plays. So for me, that's not a good game, but I still enjoy watching them play. Um, you know, but there just haven't been very many good games. And this week, are like all the good games, like every game, all the good games. I think the kids say wall to wall bangers. So I think that's that's what the what kids say that I don't know. I've, I've just heard it around places. So. Okay. Um, FSU Alabama State at noon, um, and and like you said, I think I think Missouri's terrible, and and you guys beat them pretty bad too. But all these games are happening 
you know, the this this looks like one of the better weekends of college football. Sure. I'm going to be in New York City this weekend. So I'm not For even – what? Uh, life just – Oh, vacation. what terrible planning. <laughs> Why do you go places during the fall? I don't know. Because my team's terrible. <laughs> you know, oh, like, okay. Well, I guess you get a pass this season. We're playing no, Alabama State. You know, I, I, it doesn't matter. Good luck me. finding that on a TV in New York. There's a couple of null bars. You know, like every city has their bars. Yeah. But I don't know that. I mean, if it was a big game, I probably would. But I don't. I mean, we're there for like four you're or five days. You're just going to text me and ask me for score updates is what you're going to do. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll have time. <laughs> You've got two free hands and nothing to do, I'm sure, right? at home. Um, yeah. Like I think that I don't – I don't. yeah, I'm not going to go spend three hours in a bar in New York to watch Florida State. Like I may go spend right. three hours in a bar somewhere, but it's not going right. to watch that. Um, right. Although they got a big win, I guess we can get into the, the our teams winning. Uh, sure. Did I, I know you were watching UF? I, I don't know if if you caught any of ours, but did you watch any of our game, the end of it, or anything? A little like bit. I watched the end of it. Um, I was I I was very happy for you that you got your win. Got I think to it was, bowl eligibility. Well, I mean, we need to beat Alabama State this week, but essentially got to bowl eligibility. Bowl eligibility, this right? Um, um, did you feel validated at all? Did you, what did you, I didn't watch it close enough to, to be able to compare offensive play calling this past week versus previous weeks, but did you feel vindicated? Did you feel like, uh, Willie had to have been making a change and calling the plays towards the end of his tenure? I mean, there's no doubt he was like, he even, he even commented on that and said that he was. So, I mean, that is absolute for sure that he was. Um, it did look like Bryles was able to call the offense without interference from anybody else. I, 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 you know, and I've been the biggest, you know, opposition to Willie Taggart being our head coach forever, but I will be somewhat fair to him and say like, I don't think he's like that much worse of a play call. Like he's, he's not as good as Bryles, but the issue is not that necessarily he was calling the plays or Bryles was, it was that they both were right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's no flow. Yeah. There's just no, like if you're calling a play, if you're calling a series, like you do things and I'm not even that big of an X's and O's guy, but you do things to set up things later. Other like plays you, down the line. You sure. run a draw on second and eight just so that you can run play action the next down or the next year, whatever, right? Like sometimes right. you're just trying to set things up. And so sure. you really don't get that rhythm, that flow when two people are calling it. So it's not that Taggart just absolutely can't call plays or doesn't know what he's doing or anything like that. It's just that there's no flow. So it, it, right. you, I mean, obviously Odell Hagens is not going to overrule Bryles on a, on a call right. play call. So he just got to kind of run it on his Odell own. Odell was so happy and he's three and oh as your head coach. I'm hoping that after next week he steps down so that he doesn't have to coach the UF game. But um, you don't want to ruin that just record. Just go out undefeated. Um, so did you think that in that fourth quarter, though, Florida State became Florida State a little bit, gave up 17 points? Were you were you a little concerned there at the end? Um, you know, they were give- – it was weird, right? Like we only gave up 14 points in the first three quarters. And then really in the fourth quarter, they only gave up 14 points. I mean, th- they did give up a touchdown in garbage time once they'd gone up two scores. But sure, I, I don't sure. care about that at all. 
Um, but yeah, giving up a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter was frustrating. What was weird was I, you know, I thought we actually played, you know, in the second half. I thought we started playing the run pretty well. Uh, we just couldn't stop, you know, Boston College's terrible passing game, which was mm-hmm. weird. You know, it, it was very much like, okay, what the heck's going on here? It seemed like we couldn't stop their passing attack, and it and it totally just is like. Man, that's just what Florida State is. Like, we're just going to, we're just going to struggle. Um, I'm sorry. So we only give up ten points in the in the fourth quarter, really. If you take away the the garbage time touchdown, but okay. we're just going to struggle to finish games. You know, they were gashing us all day on the run. I thought we got better, um, but you know, our defense struggling is is not going to be a shock to anybody and so it certainly isn't to me and um but i mean i was i was happy to see the offense kind of come back and and do well right like you know this was Bryles' time to put up or shut up team went down with under 2 minutes to go um after you know bc was just on the field for over it was a 7 minute drive that went 90 yards um and we scored in two plays, right? And then got the ball back quickly. Um, and then Jordan Travis ran in for his second touchdown run of the day. I don't know if you saw his first snap. I did not. At, his first snap at QB. He uh, took an option off to the right and scored a 26-yard touchdown run. Um, and then he scored like a 60-yard touchdown run at the end of the game to to put it away. I think it was 66 yards. Um so that was a wrinkle that I think that without uh, – speaking of great running backs, Dalvin Cook just ran the ball in as well for the Vikings. A little lifetime update here. Um, but, you know, I think that's a wrinkle that does not happen if Taggart's the coach, right? Like 10 games sure. have happened or nine, I guess, up to that point. And I, I don't think we use Travis like that at all with Taggart there. I don't know if that is something that had come up before, if that's just kind of right. a new thing that Browse put in, but I mean, I can say that there's at least 14 points there. Um, right. Both of those touchdowns came on third down. And so, you know, pretty safe to say if we don't score on them, then we don't score there. <laughs> you know? So, right. I mean, we may kick a field goal on the first one cause we were kind of in range. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I thought the, I thought the team could have quit, you know, they could have quit like they did several times, um, but they kept fighting back, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know that they win that game with Taggart as the coach. I would be fairly confident that they don't. So I think right. that what I think that what happened on last Sunday, I think them, them firing Taggart was not only what's good for the program going forward, I mean, it, it essentially secured bold eligibility, which isn't like the most important thing. Um, no, but it's certainly helpful been, for recruiting. Yeah, when the streak's already been broken, I don't think it's like the most. And and it's going to be a whole new system anyway, so like the extra practices really don't even matter. Um, sure. Well, I guess unless Bryles, like if Bryles was to unless be Unless Dion comes to town prior to bowl season and, you know, starts to implement starts his camp. stuff now. Yeah. Um, I read he's putting together his staff. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, I'm on it. So that's how you know. It, you know, what's on the well, social media. Well, I turned there, it so. down. So <laughs> yeah, a little too busy with four four girls to do it. So anyway, <laughs> no, thought, y'all don't have enough money to pay me. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, we played you guys in basketball today, and somebody said Florida State just can't buy a bucket right now, which obviously we ended up turning that around and, and winning pretty comfortably. And winning, yeah. I'm a big Mike White fan since we're on that. But uh, somebody said we can't buy a bucket right now, and I just said we can't buy anything after right. after that buyout. We're actually so. living on our credit cards right now looking for our new coach. <laughs> yes. We're driving Uber on the weekends right now. So. Um, but yeah, I thought hey, we looked good. that lemonade stand paid off, so, you know. Everybody was mad at that dad, and then we ended up firing the coach four weeks later anyway. Like, stop being fake outraged about everything. Right. Um, but I thought we looked good. I thought that, uh, I mean, I thought we looked good at times. Good is relative. You know, good for Florida State this year. So, sure. um, you guys were able to squeak one out against Vanderbilt. Were you nervous? You know, How are you feeling? Uh, I will tell you, Vanderbilt historically, I, I feel like plays Florida close. And I think maybe I'm a little bit scarred, like our senior year of college, Eric's uh, senior year for Florida, it took uh, double overtime to beat Vanderbilt in the year that we won a national title. Um, I've seen some, some crazy Florida Vanderbilt games that should not have been close. And I do think that this team in the past, when they've had a letdown, like like at Georgia, they have not necessarily responded well. I don't know if you remember last year they lost to Missouri right after they lost to Georgia, not a game that they should have lost. That's happened under previous coaches as well. And so, and noon games make me nervous too, because for some reason I feel like Florida doesn't particularly play well at noon. Um, but you know what? Maybe this is a sign that this team really has turned a corner in terms of uh, maturity and and you know, buying into what Dan Mullen is saying, because 56 to nothing, I don't care who you're playing, 56 to nothing is a great conference win. I felt like there were so many people that uh, contributed. I'm looking at the Florida rushing list right now, seven, eight, nine, ten different people carried the ball, um, which I feel like is pretty, pretty damn impressive there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twelve different people had a reception uh, for Florida. I mean, that's, uh, that's not bad. Yeah, no, I, I was watching it and yeah, I remember like last year, Florida struggled with Vandy, right? Like were they sure. winning at the halftime and that's when Mason yeah. and everybody yeah, it was like 21 seven or something at halftime. Yeah. And Dan Mullen and Derek Mason almost got into a brawl, which I think would be a hilarious fight to watch, but that's for a different podcast. I would be um, all over it. Maybe the one we do on Thursdays, but, uh, <laughs> so Speaking of fights, I've got some fun news this week. I don't know if you've been following me on Twitter this week, but uh, yeah. Like, so, I've been a little yeah. busy this week. Well, come on. You're still doing a <laughs> podcast. So, it's true. Um, yeah, so I, I was kind of watching it. So I advertise this all the time on, on Twitter, but I do it for free. So PlayStation View has a really cool feature that lets you watch three things three channels from anywhere. Like they don't have to be part of the same family of networks like Fox, okay. Fox sports or Fox sports Sun, or, you know, ESPN, ESPN two and ESPN classic. Like you can mix and match. Right. So okay. it's really, really neat to be able to watch. For example, I was watching Barcelona FSU and the Penn state game, right? Like, okay. you know, so a Spanish soccer channel, ABC and whatever the heck FSU was on. So Sun Sports. Uh, yeah. It doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> um 
And then later I was able to watch Alabama and then two other things like CBS and ESPN and a Fox. So anyway, all that to say, all that really irrelevant information uh, to say that I had Florida on one of the small ones, right? When the game started. And it seemed like Florida started a little slow. I mean, it I did. They it started only, a little bit slow. And so I was thinking, like, are they They didn't really score gonna, any points in the first quarter. Are they really going to struggle with Vandy? Like, what's going on here? You know, is it the hangover from the cocktail party or, or what's going right. on? And so then I just, you know, Florida State was playing well. I wasn't really frustrated by them. I, I made that the full screen. And I flipped back over to Florida at some point And, oof. You guys were up like 35 to nothing. And I was like, all right, well, that one's over. I don't have to flip back over there. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of watched back through the highlights and everything. And, yeah, UF just beat the hell out of a bad team. Yeah, a bad Vanderbilt team. that's what you're team, supposed but, to do. You know, right. you're supposed to beat teams like that. Absolutely. But I think that that's been a hallmark of this team in previous years is that they haven't always taken care of business against the teams that they are supposed to. So, uh, again, I think this is one of those markers. You like we talk all the time about how it's harder to go from four wins to ten wins than ten to an eleven. I think that this is another sign that the team is headed in the right direction. You know, it's a win in the uh, a W in the win column that you expected to have and you should have, but at the same time, I think it also is a sign of growth. Yeah, so I think they take another step forward by beating Missouri this week, and then they get a bye week in FSU, right? Like, that's how you guys finish off. Right. Um, I, I mean, I think they win their next two games. I th- I, would, would you be more, I think so too. Would you be more shocked at losing against Missouri on the road or Florida State at home? Missouri, I would be more shocked by losing to Florida State at home than I would Missouri on the road. Um, I, I Like we've talked about, Missouri has had Florida's number the last couple of years. It is um, up there. Noon game. I hate noon games. I already talked about that as well. It's supposed to be like 37 degrees at kickoff. Um, I, Florida should have no problem with Missouri. And none of those are excuses. And if Florida were to lose, I'm not going to point to them as why they lost. But I think those are all factors that could make it you know, closer than it probably should be. But hopefully they go up there and they take care of business. That's what good teams do. That's what they're supposed to do. Missouri is not as good a team as Florida. So if any funny business happens, that's, you know, that's not a good look for Florida. So who wins if Florida State plays Missouri? Neutral field. Um, probably Missouri. I feel so that, – that game would be so weird because would we get the Missouri team that – I don't know. Missouri looks a impressive team in general. Or loses to Vandy and loses to Wyoming and, and other things. Yeah, too. I don't but know. So well, State, I mean, though. I think Wyoming – you kind of take Wyoming out of that when you look at what they've done the rest of the season. But, yes, the, the Missouri team that loses to Vandy. Um, I, I, I mean, Florida State has more stars on their roster, but – Florida State's also told me that their cupboards bare all year long, too. So I'm not sure what to believe there. Um, but I, I don't think Missouri's bad. I think Missouri looks worse than they are because they play in the best conference in college football. I think they're an okay team. Um, I think Florida State is an okay team. So, I mean, maybe it's coin toss, but I would I would bet on Missouri. I would take Missouri... I would take Missouri up until this week. But now that we have a real head coach, even though he's an interim, <laughs> I feel great about our chances there. I mean, listen, um, he's undefeated. Never lost. Um, 
<laughs> Gosh. So how about uh, Miami? Did you did you happen to catch the score of the Miami game this weekend? And were you surprised at their manhandling of Louisville? I I thought Louisville was playing better, which they were. So yeah, let's let's not say they weren't. Um, I just didn't watch much of the game at all. It was on the yeah. same time as as Bam LSU, um, and I just once they went up, I just didn't care. Like I saw right. it at seven to seven, and then I saw it at I want to say it was like. Was it 21-14 or maybe it was 28-14? Yeah, obviously, it could have been both. But, yeah, I saw it somewhere around there. And then Louisville turned it over and Miami scored it again. And once it was 35-14, I was just like, I'm out of here. You know, I'm right. Not, you know, I want to watch Bam LSU. So I wasn't even flipping back at that point. But, I mean, Miami's going to finish 8-4, and four, I think. You know, they're, they're going to beat FIU. Funny that that's a road game, so we can right. at least get that joke off. But they're going to beat FIU, and then I think they beat Duke as well. Uh, so I think they go eight and four, which you know, kind of respectable. Not, you know, I mean, weren't they three and? I think they were three and four at one point. So I mean, to reel off five straight wins, I will say none of them are against what I would say are impressive teams. I guess the winning sure. of Virginia was was pretty good. Virginia was ranked when they came into town. Um, but, I mean, Miami was only like a three-point dog or something like that. So it's not like Virginia was expected to just come in and blow them out or something. So, um, right. And then they, they go win in Tallahassee. Not, in, not impressive at all. Um, you know, Louisville is a bad team that, again, even Florida State beat. I mean, Willie Taggart went 2-0 and against Louisville. So, um you know, but to reel off five straight wins, I mean, that that's what we said. Miami's schedule is terrible. Miami's schedule has a really, really tough first game against Florida. And then, you know, the, the game in Tallahassee is always tough, which it wasn't this year. But we said Miami should go nine and three at worst. So for them to go eight and four is, is still kind of a disappointment. But, I mean, it's impressive when you start out three and four. And then I think they'll go to sure. a bowl game and play somebody like Wisconsin or something like that and get absolutely beat their brains in again like, like they had the last couple of times. But – um, you know, that, that works for me. So, um, I'm trying to think of what else, did you watch that game at all? Just I did not know. Like I said before, the flipping back and forth between channels in the hospital is not as easy as it is from your couch. Cause you're using that little remote next to the bed where the speaker comes out of. Don't want to um, accidentally hit the nurse button or right? whatever on. My kids the called the nurse like 87,000 times when they were here. They took my blood pressure right as my kids were leaving and my mother-in-law was here and one of my aunts was here and, and it was the highest blood pressure that I'd had since I delivered the girls. And I looked this at the lady and I was like, real reading. <laughs> I was like, can you come back 30 minutes after they leave? I promise you it'll be very different. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> um, how about that UCF game? Did you watch any of that? I did. UCF games are actually kind of fun to watch because, I don't know, it's like rooting against a rival, but they're not really a rival. Um, I think but it's watching fun UCF watch Twitter lose. during a game is like an awesome drinking game, which I can now partake in. Gosh. Um, because they like lose their ever-loving minds, um, which actually kind of makes me a little bit sad for the team because – I don't, um, I don't know. We've talked about this before. I don't know that their fans know how to actually be like fans. Um, your team doesn't go undefeated every year. It doesn't mean that it's a terrible program or terrible team or whatever else, but Tulsa one in five in the American 
Um, so there is, you can maybe convince me that like Cincinnati is a quality loss or, you know, some of these other things that have happened. There is no chance in hell anybody's convincing me that Tulsa is a quality loss. Yeah, not at all. I saw some teams, I saw, I did see, and you know exactly who I'm talking about with this, but I did see some people kind of rationalizing it, you know, I, you know, Tulsa, Tulsa might be, you know, have two wins, but like three or four of their losses are like one score. So like those are kind of coin flip games. So they could be. If you had taken away this point and added it in the other column, they would have actually won. My favorite is that when. It's just like if if you switched a bunch of outcomes, yeah, they'd be 500. Yeah. I mean, right. And then it'd still be a crappy loss. My favorite (laughs) is like when Florida beat Auburn. Auburn, there were so many UCF fans who were like, well, Auburn just isn't very good. And those are literally the same people that are justifying that a Tulsa team is better than their three and seven record shows. And it's like, wait, what? I can't even do the mental gymnastics that y'all are putting me through right now. But it's, I don't know. I think that UCF Twitter and Alabama Twitter provide me some of the most hilarious, like, just content in general. UCF fans are pretty delusional, but I don't know if you saw what you saw from Alabama Twitter, but there were multiple people on my timeline talking about how um, it's a proven fact that coaches are not as successful after they turn 65. And since Saban was 68, that must mean that his reign as a good coach is over and it's time for Alabama to move on from him um, after their loss to LSU. And it's just like... I mean, again, the mental gymnastics, I, I'm not flexible enough to, to, to make this happen, but it is UCF Twitter and Alabama Twitter are the best. Yeah. Uh, hasn't Alabama, I was like, um, hasn't Alabama won a title with the last three years? Like he won one after 65, after 65. Right. um, Well, that must've been the anomaly. Yeah, I mean, there's a exception for. There's every always role. outliers. TJ. Yeah, so yeah, and uh, it's always. I mean, it's like anything else, right? Like in social issues or sports or whatever. It's like the people that cry the loudest are the ones that are heard, right? Like, oh, sure. Never ever use Twitter as a way to actually yeah, engage like, like a fan base or who's going to win an election. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, just to see anyone say that, like to look at the other code, like, and I mean, what is the only realistic option that you can even go for after Saban? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, you burn the Alabama football program to the ground after you lose Saban. Like who who wants to be the person that replaces Nick Saban? And Dabo Sweeney is is legitimately the only person I can even imagine. But you, my dad told me this a million years ago when Steve Spurrier um, stepped down as the head coach for Florida. I was like, I don't know, maybe 14 years old, something like that. My, it was the day after Miami had won a national championship, which if you know Steve Spurrier, this was completely calculated because he took all of their glory. Um, so it must have been 2001. But uh, anyway, they... Uh, he told me that you never want to be the person that follows the legend. And that ended up totally being true because Ron Zook, no matter what, was not going to be successful at Florida. But then you got to be the person that followed the person that followed the legend, and that's Urban Meyer, and it worked out pretty well for him. But can you imagine being the person that follows Nick Saban? 
Do you think Jimbo would take that job? No. I don't think Jimbo would be offered that job. I think, let me take that back. I think I mean, Jimbo would take that job. I don't think there's a single chance in hell Jimbo gets offered that job. So if they go after Dabo and he says no, where do they go after that? Do you think Urban? anybody says no to Alabama? I mean, Bobby. Did. I mean, legitimate question. I don't think there is a single chance in hell that if, it, I guess it depends on, on how long Saban hangs around. But let's say Saban retires in the next five years, which if he's 68, that's, I would say a pretty fair guess is he retires in the next five years. I cannot imagine Dabo Sweeney turning that job down. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think he would either. I mean, but what if Clemson's won like three of the next five, you know, or something crazy like that? I mean, I think at the end of the day, Alabama is always going to be willing to throw more money than Clemson is going to. Not that Clemson doesn't have money, but they don't have Alabama money. And I think that that's eventually what it would come down to. Alabama would will buy their next head coach. There is there is no price tag too high for them yeah. for their next coach. So the money factor is definitely the biggest. But as far as like ease of of winning a conference and getting the playoff and everything like that, like I think Clemson's a better setup than Bama is. Well, right it's now. easier, but I mean, these coaches. You're talking about the most competitive people on the planet. Do you think that he's looking at it like? Uh, how easy will it be for me to get to a championship or how much, uh, you know, how much better of a coach of a coach am I, if I can do it at Alabama? Yeah. I mean, I for think sure. the challenge I think yeah, factors in for these guys. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think the biggest thing like you brought up is the money, you know, it's money yeah, talks. It's, it would be insane to see what they offered him. Or, you know, when they do, because that's the first call. Like, it's just got to Sure. Um, I mean, unless they don't go with my idea of burning the program to the ground. but <laughs> They might. They very well could. Um, it might be unlikely, though. Um, Joe Burrow lock up the Heisman race? Uh, it would appear so. I, I don't know why I can't stand Joe Burrow, but I can't. I don't know what it is about him. He rubs me the wrong way. But 393 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, snaps that eight game losing streak. I, the, that game was his Heisman moment, even if he has no more after this, which he'll have the opportunity to. So I, I just don't know who rivals him at this point, especially given how Tua played in that game. Yeah. Like I just, like they would have to lose. I, mean, I just – they're not going to lose a game though. Like the only but one they could lose – even if they lose a game, I feel like he's just been so damn impressive. I don't – I mean you he, 31 of 39, he, his stats are like that for every single uh, game he plays in. I just – I don't know. He, he got it done with his feet some. I just – I cannot imagine him not winning. Is he the number one overall pick? I don't know. Instead of tanking for two uh, for Tua, are we like I don't know, botching it for Burrow or something? Yeah, I don't very know. Good. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I was know. wondering what the B you were going to come up with there was. <laughs> I was trying to think of in my head, but um, I mean, why not? I mean, I don't know. I I think he'll be great, but 
I mean, um, he's been damn impressive. And I think LSU in general has. And I don't know if you watched the interview with Coach O as soon as the game was over, but I don't know how you're a recruit that is from the state of Louisiana and you don't want to commit to LSU this second. Yeah, or anywhere. I mean, like, he just seems. Yeah, but I feel like he, he just has such a passion for the state, too, that, like, that makes it even, uh, even, you know, more meaningful if you're from LSD or from uh, Louisiana. Did you see the locker room video? Yes, I did. What were your thoughts there? I, I just love, I don't know. I love Coach O. I mean, I, I need a translator half the time uh, too, but he just, he cares about that program so much. He is a tiger through and through. I feel like he says all the right things. He just comes across as genuinely, uh, genuinely happy, genuinely like cares about his players, cares about the guys in his locker room. I feel like he would be, you wouldn't understand what he's saying. So you're not holding a grudge. Um, I I don't know. I just think I, I love him right now. Yeah. I like Kojo a lot. Um, and I loved what he said in the locker room and didn't have a problem with it at all. Um, did you watch the Bucks today? Very sparingly. Did you Um, see the end? But where they tried to give it away again. <laughs> um, as bad as Jameis is, which he had a couple more turnovers today, the defense is so much worse. Like the, our defense. Oh, the defense is terrible. It's so bad. And I'm not excuse. Like, of course, I say everything through guarding gold-colored glasses. And I love Jameis, and I'll defend him until I'm blue in the face. But, I mean, the reason he has so many turnovers is because we're always down by two scores. Like I, right, you know, and like, so he's always trying to make magic happen. Yeah, and so like he threw up, he threw up a pass to OJ Howard to end the first half today, um, which we ended up scoring a touchdown the very next play. But he threw up a pass in double coverage, and and the defender was turned the wrong way, and so it worked right. Like OJ went up and caught it. And, right. you know, it was just so dangerous, but it was kind of a well-calculated risk. And that's just what he's going to do. You know, sometimes those are going to get picked, and sometimes they're going to set up a touchdown. We scored a touchdown on the very next play. Um, and they ended up winning the game by, you know, less than a touchdown. So it was needed. So Yeah. Um, but, you know, we haven't really talked about this, but do you – I mean, outside of the Bucks, do you really care about the NFL? Like do you watch or just kind of have um, it all on or – So I feel like when I used to – I used to be somewhat passionate about the Bucks. not that I'm not anymore, but that you know used to be the only game that I cared about. And then when we graduated um, from UF, a lot of our good friends went to play for lots of teams all, all across the NFL. And so then it kind of became less about us rooting for a team and more about us – rooting for people that we cared about playing for these different teams. And I feel like that has made the way that I watch the NFL um, evolve over the years. And now, you know, there are very few guys that played with us that are still playing in the league because now we're old. Um, But there are a lot of guys that played with my younger brother at Florida that are still playing in the league. And so I still feel like I kind of watch it in that way, which I guess is kind of the way that some people watch um, in regards to like fantasy football where you're not cheering for any particular team, you're cheering for your players and they're because you want them to score points for you. But um, it does make, I guess, Sunday more interesting because you don't actually just care about one game. You care about aspects of all games that are going on. But I, I'm still, I'm a college football girl. I think it's so much more fun. I think there's something to be said for playing for your university. I think uh, 
videos like the one you're talking about with Coach O in the locker room don't happen in the NFL. Um, that kind of passion isn't something that, that I don't know, that I think you find on the, so it's not quite as intriguing to me. Yeah. I think unless you're, unless you live in, you know, a very few select cities, right? Like if you live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? Like sure. they have the same passion that, that we have for Florida. You gotta, Florida. it's gotta be a town um, with a great football history and no college team. Yeah. Buffalo is an, is another sure. example. Um, right. You know, or like weird geographic areas, right? Like New England. You know, they don't care about yeah. college sports. Well, or Philly is kind of like that too. Yeah. I mean, even though they do have college teams, but yeah. Philly is very much like that. Uh, Oakland, you know, Kansas sure. City, teams like that. But, you know, I mean, it's like we want the Bucks to do well, but like I will trade a Bucks loss. It's a little bit different now that Jameis is there, but I'll trade a Bucks loss every week. For a Florida State win, like it's not even sure. close, and not a, no, not even you know, close. And, and it's actually, always I would, been like that. For as know. passionate as you are about Jameis being there, that's essentially why, like, I can't cheer for the Bucks anymore. <laughs> it's because Jameis is there. So, um, I mean, we have Vernon there. Like, I mean, we have at least one Gator yeah. on the team. Come on, yeah, um, that's true. Hey, I want them to do well, but if you're giving me like, hey, Florida wins or. Tampa wins. I'm taking the Gators. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've taken Florida State every time too, so I don't even feel bad about that. Um, but yeah, like that passion, that same passion just doesn't exist, you know, no. in, in the NFL. Like it's just not the same. Um, well, so it's paycheck. It, yeah, which you know? like college may be soon too, but little. Which we haven't talked a whole lot about since that happened. In one of these episodes, we definitely will. Uh, get into it, but it is interesting to watch. Uh, I, I honestly don't think we hit on it at all last time about how the NCAA says now they're going to uh, let players use their likeness, and it's like, oh wait, because other states passed this and forced your hand, now you're going to act like it was your idea, um, the, which is the, kind of amusing to me. I mean, the NCAA just absolutely sucks. They're the most incompetent. You know, nothing makes sense. Or, it's like, a standing, outstanding, yeah, organization like that exists. Like this whole stuff with Chase is crazy at Ohio State. The the stuff with the Memphis kid, you know. Do you know that Florida still has Britton Cox? Britton Cox from uh, Georgia, the transfer that is still waiting on his appeal. There are three games left in the regular season. He appealed over the summer. We still don't have an answer on his point. It doesn't even really matter because you can play four games at any point and still redshirt. So in theory, even if if they cleared him, he could play these next three games and he'd still be able to redshirt. Yeah, I, I don't understand, you know, the timetable, the decision making that happens, why some things are approved, you know, minutes after, you know. For reasons that seem like uh, to totally get, go against the spirit of the NCAA too. It just, you know, somebody who wants to move back home to take care of their grandfather with cancer, denied. Somebody that got beat out for the starting job gets to transfer across the country and play immediately. Like there's zero rhyme or reason. The stuff with Ohio State is kind of interesting to me though. I, I get the idea of you borrowed money from a family friend and you paid it back. But did you find it interesting at all that they said it was a family friend he met uh, his freshman year at Ohio State? How like how many people did you meet two years ago that you'd be willing to borrow a couple thousand dollars from? 
Well, I met I met this punter for you. <laughs> um, no, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, I don't know. It's so dumb. Like, you know, is there proof he didn't pay it back? I mean, is it? Are you not allowed to take Supposedly. out a loan? Can you go well, to a bank and take out a loan? Like, are you? you I know, don't know all of the so details dumb. on this, and so I don't know if the guy's a booster. I don't know if the guy runs a you know a training facility, and he happens to uh, you know I don't know where their issue is or what it is. In theory, you're allowed to have family friends that you have relationships with. I don't know what the guy's tie is to Ohio State and what makes it something that is of interest to them. Um, but I don't think anybody's debating that he po- that he paid it back. I think that that is kind of like an established fact, or at least we're taking that at, at his word. Um, but I would like to know more details, like how did this even come to light? What, you know, who brought it to light? Did Ohio State know before this week? Or have, and have they been sitting on it or do they just find out? Like, I don't know. I'd be interested in more details. But the part of it that did stick out to me was the met them my freshman year. Because I, I don't know. If I'm going to say I borrowed money from a family friend, that family friend's probably going to be somebody who's friends with my parents who I've known literally my whole life. Right. Not somebody I met two years before. It'll be interesting how that comes out. Did, did I see that it was a four-game suspension? That's what they're kind of bracing so for, expecting? So they're, they're bracing for that. So they're appealing and they're hoping that they can get like a two-game suspension, but they're they're operating under the assumption that it's going to be four games. So if it was four, they have three games left to finish out this season or they have two? Um, um, I don't know. I need to pull up their schedule. Let's see. Yeah, Rutgers, Penn State. And then Michigan. Uh, so, so a couple they of ranked matchups. This week, yeah. So, um, so that he'd be back for the Big Ten championship and the playoff, obviously. Also, that's kind of fishy to me. So, it just came to light now. You just happen to have the correct number of games left in the regular season to not affect your post game, to, you know, judging by what you're estimating the NCAA punishment's going to be. Um, I don't know. All of that is. Yeah, but to me, it's just too. Why is it? Why is it a punishable offense? Like, what did? Yeah, I I need more details to to know. But do you not? I mean, but think about this. Had it happened one week earlier, they don't have him for Wisconsin, which is, you know, considered. Now we've got Penn State as well, but considered the best game on their schedule outside of Penn State. I mean, they won that game. I mean. It would have been. I'm not saying they necessarily lose that game without him, but I just think it's uh, interesting of note that it came to light the week that they are going to beat a team, score 73 points on a team, just the number of regular season games left to not affect the postseason, but just at the right time to not affect a ranked opponent either. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. You know, I saw a tweet that said, you know, example number number 4,746 of a student athlete not being able to do something that every other American is able to do. Can do. Well, and so, like, again, more details would be helpful, but again, I don't care. I mean, I don't care if it was the most unethical loan and he went and bought strippers and coke with it and didn't pay it back. Like, whatever, you know? (laughs) For me, it depends on, uh, and I, 
I mean, if this is really a family friend and you borrowed money to fly your girlfriend to the Rose Bowl so she could have the once in a lifetime opportunity of seeing you play and you paid her back, I don't care. And I also don't think it's any of our business. Um, however, if this was a $1,500 handshake from the local guy that owns a car dealership because he's pumped about the way you played and then later you spun it into this, that is different to me because it is against the rules. I don't care that maybe we, you know, we can have the debate that it shouldn't be against the rules, but that doesn't mean that it's not at the moment. And that doesn't mean that there aren't lots of student athletes following the rules every single day. So that's kind of where I have the issue. We can talk till we're blue in the face about what the rules should be, but what they are at the moment, if what he did is in violation of that, that matters to me. If it truly is, we borrowed money so that my girlfriend could watch me play and we paid her back. This is someone I have a longstanding relationship with. Like, again, it's not our business and I don't care. Yeah. I, and you've got a point there. Like, but I mean, I think it just kind of still speaks to the incompetence of the NCAA. You know, why are some of these things rules that, that are well, made you know, up for different reasons? They have since changed it. But do you know when Eric was in college, you couldn't be given cream cheese on your bagel at training table because there's something about the protein to carb ratios of the food that they give you is regulated by the NCAA and something about cream cheese on a bagel is outside of the acceptable scale. So they literally couldn't give it to you. Like, I mean, there are so many asinine rules that exist that for sure should be gotten rid of. Things should be streamlined and tailored, but I don't, there is a line about taking money. So I need more information. For sure. To kind of know what was going on. And like you said, some of the rules, like you said, we could debate whether some of the rules should be in place or not. But remember that, wasn't there a punter or somebody from UCF or maybe it was you? Yeah, he had his own YouTube channel. No, it was the the kicker, I believe, from UCF. And I mean, I understand why you would say, well, yeah, well, a booster could just get on there and donate money to her or whatever. But I mean, actually that's not even how YouTube channels well, work. But like, that's oh, the kind of God. thing that, that will, um, potentially change with this new likeness stuff. Something like the YouTube channel, the play, the guy was becoming an internet sensation and was having sponsors that wanted to sponsor him. And he could not take the sponsorships if he still wanted to be the kicker for UCF. And so eventually he literally quit the football team so that because he was becoming this internet sensation. And the point is those are the kind of things you shouldn't have to choose between. And that's what some of these new laws are, are talking about. Um, and I, I, I don't necessarily think they're a move in the wrong direction. I think that they're welcomed. I don't think they're going to have this kind of impact that so many people think they are for good or for bad. I think if you're really talking about how you can help student athletes, you would look at uh, right now. I think that they have reevaluate like every seven to 10 years, how much, um, scholarship money is given based on the city that you're in and rent prices and utilities and all of those things. I think those things should be evaluated every single year. Um, I don't know a a whole lot about Tallahassee rent prices and stuff, but when I was in college, you could rent an apartment for $500 a month. Um, and in Gainesville now you're talking about, you know, a thousand dollars a month and that's a huge jump. And there's a possibility that they never even adjusted those uh, rent prices for what goes into your scholarship between when I was in college and now. Those are the kind of things that the NCAA should look at if they're actually trying to help student athletes. 
Yeah, but the NCAA isn't trying to help students. Sure. I mean, it's a business Correct. and they're trying to help themselves. Correct. They, well, if there's the any reason- politicians that actually want to help or, you know, whatever, those are right. the people that need are the people that are not going to make tons of money off their image and likeness. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think I'm good for this week. Do you have, do you have anything else you can think of? Um, no. We didn't get to, and we've kind of gone a little long. I'll let you go feed the babies and stuff, but um, yeah, I got to go back to the NICU, but I mean, it was, no, it was a good week in college football. I think we saw one of the best games that we'll see all season. And I'm pretty pumped for Saturday because we just literally park ourselves on the couch. Well, you won't cause you'll be in New York, but I will and watch so many good games. Yeah. So it's always interesting to see like what we do on this day, that day, you know, kind of when we're out of town, but I will certainly schedule like a late lunch or something to, to be able to watch some of the games. But, uh, Again, I'm not going to a, a New York bar for three hours to watch FSU, so we'll figure something else out. So, um, all right, cool. Well, another another episode. We always like any kind of feedback, unless it's negative. You can send that Allie's way if if you have any of that. Um, all the people that have negative <laughs> feedback have already blocked me, so I can't even read it. <laughs> Imagine blocking a mom of four beautiful baby girls imagine um, on twitter like i just couldn't it, even... it happens it's a real thing i don't know that i've ever <laughs> been blocked so i couldn't relate um well. <laughs> but any kind of feedback you know if you can if you can take just a minute and rate us on itunes again five stars only go rate somebody <laughs> else lower than five stars that's not us um if you subscribe or can share or anything like that or have any questions or comments, we'll even take complaints. Or, or topics you want us to talk about next week. Let us know. Yeah, or else we're just going to keep talking about college football and sprinkle in a little bit of other stuff here and there, So, which will probably be what will happen anyway. So, All but right, cool. Like to pretend like you have a vote. Come on, Wayne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, cool. We'll do it again next week. All right. See you then.